the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good morning, guys, and welcome to Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Today, we're going to be talking with Sharon Byfield. She's owner of SB Consulting, who focuses on permitting and developing condominiums here in Costa Rica. Sharon spent a lot of time working in INVU, that's I-N-V-U, here in Costa Rica, which oversees all condominium developments and approves them here in Costa Rica. So she has a lot of people that she knows inside that and also is very aware of all the complications uh, and paperwork required to get a condominium approved here. So we'll be talking a little bit about condominiums and what they are, because they're a little bit different than what it is that you guys are probably used to in North America or in Europe. But anyway, we're going to talk to her about that. Remember, guys, you can reach out to us for any projects that you'd like to do in Costa Rica. Uh, I've started to say that your project can only be as good as the team working on it. So you can reach out to us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, guys, please give us five stars and uh, continue to pass it around with all your friends and anyone looking to invest in Costa Rica. But let's get straight into the podcast. Good morning, Sharon. How are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Very, very good. Sharon, I really appreciate you taking time out of what I know is a very, very busy day for you. I mean, the world of condominiums here in Costa Rica, I'm sure, keeps you very busy. I know it does, but appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. You're welcome. Fantastic. Well, Sharon, the first question I love to ask everyone is, you know, because we're seeing these world economic issues and a bit of a slowdown in global markets, for you personally, over the last kind of two months, is work slowing down? Is it the same? Is it speeding up? I mean, what are you seeing on your on your side? It is speeding up, really, especially wow. on the coast. Yep. Yes, we do a lot of work, and there are projects that are coming. The government is also investing very much in infrastructure and other things. And Costa Rica is like inside right now. Yeah, I mean, I, just on one of the previous podcasts, we were just saying that what a brand and trademark Costa Rica has. I mean, it just really owns that wellness, kind of cool vibe, so, you know, protection, sustainability, uh, you know, in people's minds. It is. That's reality. That's the way we are. Yep. We are a warm country. We love to, we are like, we love people. We we have our pura vida style. And That's it. I mean, I always give you. I always giggle. I'm like, you couldn't steal a car and not get arrested, but you cut down a tree, you're going to prison in this country. So just <laughs> you're going to have a problem. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, when most people think of condominiums, Sharon, you know, they think of tower blocks, basically, you know, because when that's typically what it is in the US, you know, but maybe you can clarify what, you know, condominiums are uh, and their classifications here in Costa Rica. Okay. Condo is a way of Dividing your property. If you have a building of 20, 25 apartments and you want to sell individually, you need to have a condo. If you have a project and you have 10, 5, 6, or 2 houses and you want to divide it, you need a condo also. That's the way we normally do things here. Is condos are a gated community. It can be a houses, it can be lots, it could be buildings. It doesn't matter. It's a gated community with uh, individual units and common areas. That's a condo for us. Yeah, I mean, I think people just need to understand is we have vertical and horizontal condominiums. Vertical meaning the tower blocks, you know, yeah. and horizontal meaning that like it's a way to subdivide land here. So when someone says 
I bought a condo in Costa Rica. It could actually be an individual home or a town home. It could be, you know, it doesn't it need to be an apartment. It could even, it could even yeah. be a lot. It could be a lot. We have condo lots also, yes. Exactly. So you have dividing the, your property and having privacy and also security and common areas. And I mean, why, 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 have Costa, why have condominiums just become very popular in Costa Rica? Um, people like to live in a gated community here. It's secure. You can leave the country for a year or so and come back and everything is going to be fine. I mean, there's going to be someone in charge of having like the roads in good shape and your yard and everything is going to be fine. So that's the way we normally do it. We do it a lot. It's common in Costa Rica, even for Costa Ricans. I mean, it's not something that we do only for foreigners. It's something. It's a way of living here. Yeah. I mean, I live in a condominium personally, Sharon. You know, I've lived in it for like 18 years. I love it from the point of view of like, okay, I have my back garden. I take care of that. But all the common areas are taken care of by the homeowners association, the security is, you know, the, the, it, for me, it protects your investment from the point of view of like the standard of living in the houses like is protected as well. Meaning I need to paint my house every five years. I need to make sure my roof is a certain type and a certain yeah. color. Like It's very structured on that front. They don't yeah. all have to be like that, but it's structured and protects my investment. Yes. It also, if I buy a lot, a yep. lot I'm sure I have an idea of what the person that is going to be next to me, yep. I have an idea of what they are going to build. Or at yep. least what they can are able to build. It's not um, that I'm going to invest a million dollars in my home and then the person next to me could make one of a hundred thousand. I mean, it's more or less uh, a standard. Yep. It, it gives you that. Yeah, I mean, there's a building basically code of what you can do, of how high it can be, how many floors, what it needs to look like, what the architectural design is. So I think it's just a way of protecting your investment a little bit more. And as you say, knowing what your neighbor's going to build, maybe it might not be as big as your home. Maybe it might be smaller. Maybe it might be bigger, you know, um, yeah. but it's but different. Standard, more or less. It's, it's, yeah. And you have an idea that, that of what is going to happen next to you. Definitely. And a little bit different than like a, what they call a residential community here, you know, whether it's a residential, you can buy a lot, but kind of the roads are public and people could, you could have a pink castle next to you if they really wanted to. Yes, that could happen. Or you could have, you know, maybe whatever. I mean, I've, I've seen in, in other, in, in like in, in other projects, uh, maybe someone invested 300,000 in a house, and then next to him, there is something, I don't know, the guard house. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, what would you say that the, you know, a lot of people here, you know, talk about subdividing land or building a development here. And I mean, I think a condominium is a great way to go about it as well. Again, there is a process involved. Um, and again, anyone interested can chat with you about that process. We won't go too much into the detail here, just not to, uh, I mean, I'd love to go into the detail of it, but I'm sure that the listeners probably don't want to, but I mean, how long does that process take from like, I've got a raw piece of land to basically being able to sell, you know, a subdivided piece of land or a home, would you say roughly? It all depends. It, it depends on where. Yep. And if you have everything in order, I mean, your legal, the papers, uh, if you have water, water is the most. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have water, then there's nothing you can do. 
sometimes they buy, and you have to be very careful. What we call parcelas agricolas. Yep. Those are at least five thousand square meters, and they you normally cannot develop a parcela, and you have a lot of foreigners that come and they see five thousand square meters. This is cheap. This is nice. I'm going to build my home, my kids' home, and so on. There's no way you can do that. So you first thing you have to be sure of the land that you're going to use, the use of the land that is going to be given by the municipality, water, all of the the like the basics, you have to check that before purchasing the land. Yeah. So, so in many cases, I find people that they started the wrong way, and it's 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 hard to like they get them back on track. Yeah. But we normally we normally take from six months to one year most. It depends on the size of the project. That's more than what we do. Well, I mean, I think you just go back to the point there, which is like, you just need to really know the land that you're buying that you can do that on. So you need to have a specialist and a good team behind you if you want to do a development in Costa Rica, you know. That's before you purchase the land. Yeah. To that before you, to this, yes. before you purchase the land, not after. I can tell you, Sharon, I, I, you know, I've spent, you know, I think it's like close to $20,000 doing due diligence on a property in our now, just due diligence, you know. And I still need now, you know, like basically the engineer from the local Asada, the, the, the Asada recommended to do the water study in order for me to now spend more money to put the water infrastructure to get it to the land, you know. So I, I think that people just need to understand of like, if you're going to do a development, you better have, you better be in it for the long term, you know, and you better have the money necessary to do it. Yes, due diligence is really important in Costa Rica. You have to do it and you have to do it right. You have to hire the appropriate team. You cannot like say, I'm not gonna, I really don't want to put a lot of money in this. I'm gonna buy this and then I'm gonna start with the studies. You know, you have to do it before. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what do you, which areas of Costa Rica, Sharon, do you think are gonna be good investments over the next five years? Well, I think the Caribbean probably. Yep. And, and Guanacaste, Pacific. But I mean, let's let's just talk about Guanacaste. I mean, I think Guanacaste, you know, I think the thing holding its back there is probably its water infrastructure. No, yes, it's water. You know, um, we, have, we have a lot of water in Costa Rica. I mean, we have more than enough water. Yep. We don't have infrastructure. That's the problem. Okay, but water we do have, and yeah. they're trying. This government is trying really hard to solve that problem of infrastructure in order for us to have enough water for not only for Guanacaste, but also for Limon and for the entire country. Yeah. We have water problems in, in San Jose. That's ridiculous. I mean, we really have enough water. Yep. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, there's water everywhere in this country, you know, I mean. And it rains a lot. You know that. Yeah, in the mountains, it rains and it captures it and comes down. I mean, I live in San Joaquin de Flores. I think they have like this a huge aqueducto here. And that's why that the beer company is here, you know. And um, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you dig a hole in the ground here and water starts to come into it. You know, I mean, with an excess have, of water. Yes, we have more than enough. Yeah. We, for the last 20 or 30 years, we stopped investing in infrastructure. That's, that's what's happening. And now we're paying the price for that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been probably a reliance more on like private asadas to put in the infrastructure. And, you know, they're just too small to really 
you know, develop and they require private money to be invested because the Asada doesn't have huge amounts of funds. And yeah, it's... And also the Asada is, is, is just a, a group of neighbors. That's it. That, that's it. So they don't have the, enough information. They don't have enough, I don't know, background for what yep. they're really trying to do. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, it's been a. I would say that it's been an organic growth in Costa Rica that way, and it has slowed it down a little bit, which has kind of been nice because, to an extent, if we had all this amazing water infrastructure, that you know, maybe we'd look like Cancun. Maybe we would never look like Cancun, but like, hopefully we'd, never. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, but yeah. we'd have a lot more development. Yeah, I I think we we could have more development as long as we are careful enough to understand that Costa Rica is green, Costa Rica is trees, Costa Rica is nature. Yep. As long as we protect that, we can we can keep on grow, growing until... Uh, well, you, you, you'd mentioned the Caribbean there and you'd also mentioned Guanacaste. I mean, are there any particular specific areas that you did, you'd be investing in? Um, I'd probably go to Carrillo with, with, with the beaches and... Tamarindo, is, I think it's too much. Yep. We have a lot of, between between Liberia and Tamarindo, you have a lot of places, nice, very nice places, with the beach, with the sea, with the sea view. There are a lot of places that you could develop there. Yeah. I wouldn't go, I probably wouldn't go to Tamarindo. There's too much. Yeah. There. Well, and I could only imagine trying to develop in Tamarindo as well, just again with the water infrastructure there at the moment. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Says the guy about to do a hotel project in Tamarindo. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I was, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about developing. Of course, a condominium. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I think it just comes back if you're going to develop like a a development, you just need to make sure that you have great water. Yes. Yes. That's number one. That's number one. Definitely water. Yeah. So. Without that, there's nothing you can do. You can't even start. You cannot design. You cannot do anything without water. Definitely. And remember in Costa Rica, uh, I, having water for one home doesn't mean that I have water for development because yep. that's another problem. Sometimes they buy a lot, huge lot, and there's water for one home, and they and they think the person going to think that since they have water for one home, they have water for whatever, and yep. that's not true either. You have yeah. to make sure that you have water for a development, if that's what you have in mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, again, is we're looking at a large piece of land as well for a client on Wednesday, and it's huge, you know, and they're like, well, we've got an artisanal well, so you can subdivide the land. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. You know, you can't subdivide land with an artisanal well, you know. No, but, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean... Remember that water in Costa Rica can, on, can only be sold by the government. Yep. Okay? It's not that I have my own well and then I start selling water to my neighbors. I cannot do that. So you have to be careful also. Oh. Water is, is only, only can be sold by the government. All of our beaches are, are public. We have different regulation. You have to come here and make sure that you hire a team or, or a group of people that really know about the law. I mean, the saying here is this, if you want to leave Costa Rica with a million, come with two, because you'll lose one, you know. Uh -huh. 
uh, if you don't hire the right team. I mean, I've just seen, yeah, anyway, so. Uh, you no, know, I mean, hire the right team and you won't lose. Exactly, exactly. Hopefully you'll make two, so you'll go back with four, but. Yeah, of course, that's the idea. Exactly. Well, my last question for you, Sharon, as I know that you're very busy, but the one that we love to ask everyone, if you had, if you inherited $500,000, Sharon, and you had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why? I would develop a uh, condo. Yep. Immediately, I would develop a condo of lots. Where where would you do it, Sharon? I would do it either in the Caribbean or in Guanacaste. I would go to Carrillo. When you say when you say Carrillo, you're not talking Playa Carrillo. You're talking like over cocoa, water. Yes, I mean there are small towns there where you can live in community where people would say. Hello, good morning to you. They know your name. Yep. Those small towns, that's where I would go and, and start a condo. So I could relate with the community and not 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 be like an island. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, there's some beautiful small towns around there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time up in that area, you know, Sardinal playing football yeah. Cinco and all those areas. They're beautiful and great people. It's, it's really warm. I mean, you can feel it. That's what they call the blue zone. Also, they have a lot of blue zones. That's where people yep. live at least a hundred years. Exactly. Exactly. We, we, have, want, we, we, we want to live a hundred years. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can make it to a hundred <laughs> I'm sure. But if you want to, that's the best place to live. They lived there about 100 years, more than 100. It is the food, everything is is, is very nice. It's really a nice place to live. I would probably do a condo for elder people, for people with at least my age, that we could age together and live there in tranquility and I think I said to you, Sharon, I couldn't believe when you told me how old you were because I was like, no way. You know, you look great. Okay, I'm gonna let's keep that quiet. We'll not go any further. So <laughs> well, Sharon, on that note, I'll leave it there on a high note. But like Please. I want to thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us here on the podcast. And anyone that wants to do a condominium or development in Costa Rica, Sharon definitely is your person. She has a lot of experience, and I'll put all of her contact details in the description. Thank you very much and have a nice day. Thanks very much, Sharon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that podcast there, guys, with uh, Sharon. As you can see, is the uh, complications or it's not that simple to develop uh, a development here in Costa Rica and really, again, comes back to, to water uh, and knowing your options on, on that front as well. So um, if any of you want to chat with Sharon, you can do. All of her contact details are in the description. You can also reach out to us as well. We've done a couple of these developments before. Uh, our email address is info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast, guys, please uh, feel free to share it. Give us a great review. Um, but until the next podcast, we'll see you later. Bye. The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica.